0: hey hey welcome to a brand new episode of Shades of us the review i am ramat so i was hanging out with a friend recently when the song i'm reviewing today came up i could and i got up and i danced i was in the vibe and i was feeling myself and then he looked at me and said how could i like the song if i was a feminist and i was like um, okay, so we had this argument back and forth, and then I knew I had to review this song. So today I'm discussing Cater to You by Destiny Child. Okay, so let us start with some facts about the artist and the song. As usual, I start with the artist Destiny Child. They were an American girl group whose final and best known lineup comprised of Beyonce Knowles, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams. The group began their music career as Girls Time. It was formed in 1990 in Houston, Texas i hear that place is all sorts of horrible okay i'm gonna pass after years of limited success the quartet comprising of beyonce kelly latavia Roberson, and letoya lockett were signed in 1997 to columbia records as destiny's child the group was launched into mainstream recognition following the release of their best-selling second album the writing on the wall oh goodness this was released in 1999 and it contains songs like bills 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 and say my name goodness the memories this is taking me to god these were my jam but okay i need to relax despite critical and commercial success the group was plagued by internal conflict and a lot of legal turmoil there was back and forth because Robert Thin and Letoya Lockett attempted to split from the group's manager who happens to be Beyonce's father Matthew knows. And technically Kelly's father you know so um they said he was playing the favoritism game with Beyonce and Kelly then he was putting them in front and of course he, well he, he was their father so it doesn't excuse what he did but you can tell why he would probably have been playing the favoritism game now in early 2000 both Robertson and Lockett were replaced by Williams and Farrah Franklin however Showing that there was so much problems with the group at that time Farrah Franklin didn't even last more than five months after five months. She was done and she left which made the group the trio that Ended everybody knew that, that was the destiny child that we all grew up with and their third album survivor, which was released in 2000 and whose team was like An interpretation of what happened in the group and whatnot. Most people, that's what they felt in the public anyway. Um, Produced worldwide hits like Independent Woman, Soldier, and Boutilicious. Oh my goodness. This is taking me to so many places. I think I really have to relax because every song I'm mentioning right now is my jam. Now, in 2002, the group decided that they were going to pursue their solo careers. And that was when Kelly released Dilemma with um, "Dilemma" with um, Nelly. And it was such a beautiful song, chart-topping, um, fantastic. Everybody played it. And I heard, well, I didn't know until doing this research that Beyonce had to push the release of her own album, Dangerously in Love, to allow Kelly get her time in the sun fantastic and then um michelle appeared on broadway about that same time and so everyone was doing well for themselves but then they reunited after two years and released their fourth and final studio album destiny fulfilled in 2004 and they had hits like lose my breath and soldier and in in that year they were giving us the jam man (laughs) oh my god and then I must admit that destiny fulfilled the concert the final one was like the best thing I had ever seen and not like I was there to watch the you know we watched on CD that's what we did in those things right so it was just such a beautiful expression of an end and I absolutely loved it anywho destiny child has sold more than 60 million records worldwide to date now Billboard ranks the group as one of the greatest musical trios of all time, the ninth most successful artist or band of the 2000s, and it placed the group as number 68 on its all-time Hot 100 artist list in 2008. And in December 2016, the magazine ranked them as the 90th most successful dance club artist of all time. Eh. I think that they could have been higher than that so but you know that's what it is the group was nominated for 14 grammy awards winning twice for best r&b performance by a duo or group i will talk about that soon and and then once for best r&b song anyway let's talk about the song Catered to You, oh my god, there's so much I'll say about this song that would be crazy. I think some people will hate me. I think my younger self is hating me already. (laughs) But I'm going to talk about it regardless. Catered to You is the song by Destiny Child, as I've said earlier on, and it was taken from their fourth studio album, Destiny Fulfilled, which was released in 2004. Now, Columbia Records released it as the album's fourth and final single on June 14, 2005. The song was written by band members Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle Williams along with Rodney Jerkins or Dark Child as he's called, Ricky Lewis or Rick Rude and Robert Waller, with Beyonce, Rude, and Jerkins handling its production. The song is an R&B ballad talking about a woman's desire to cater to the male love interest of her life. Goodness gracious, the lyrics of the song, I can't even deal. I wonder how I liked it that much when I was growing up, but I would come to explain all of that. So what I didn't realize until I did this research was that the song was actually written by Ricky Allen. And he filed a lawsuit against Destiny Child for taking up his song and using it and and doing a cover of it. And so now when you think about it, you realize that those levels of subservience that was written in the song definitely had to be written by a man like the patriarchy jumped out out of that song it was like what the hell is happening man what is this i mean these were women who had already sung um, independent women survival they were strong women and all of a sudden they were singing songs about being dominated by men being giving their will to men i shut up anywho cater to you received mixed <laughs> oh, before I even get to that, cater to you. Uh, the case was settled in two thousand and nine, and it was agreed that yes, Ricky Allen was the one who wrote the song. I guess whatever was agreed was done behind closed doors, so we don't know what the terms of the agreement was. So, cater to you received mixed reviews from music critics who, despite praising his composition, which is fantastic, the composition is great. There's a vibe to it, right? They criticised the lyrical content and are completely agree with it but <laughs> i'm jumping the gun the song was nominated in two categories at the 48th annual grammy awards in 2006 and he received an award for best r b soul single group band or duo at the 2006 soul train music awards and these ladies had been dropping hits back to back to back dropping in the songs about being independent being strong women what was they didn't get grammy well they got one grammy but then they now release a song that was pandering to men that was done for the male gaze or the male ear. Yeah. What do you have? What's the opposite of a gaze for the ear? Yeah. I can't, I don't know. Anyway, and then they have a song where the women are like really slavey, kind of kept wife kind of thing. And all of a sudden they're winning a Grammy, Negro any Anywho... Cater to You was commercially successful in the U.S., peaking at number fourteen on the Billboard Hot 100 and number three on the Hot R&B/Hip-Hop and R&B um, Songs. This made it receive a gold certification. The song also appeared in the top ten in New Zealand and top twenty in Australia, while also receiving minor chart placements in Belgium and Netherlands. Nobody cares about Africa at that time; we didn't even care about us, uh, But today, Beyoncé gave us the gift album. Thank you very much. So now people care about Africa now they care about our sounds and you know they still don't respect us that much but at least they're beginning to appreciate our sound yeah mm. anywho the music video for the song was filmed by Jake Naver and shot at the Red Rock Canyon State in California it features the trio in a desert with each member singing a separate set and later a choreographed dance sexiness and whatnot (laughs) so to promote cater to you destiny child performed the song during uh, several televised appearances and at the 2005 BET Awards of course that was the song we had to perform In addition, KT2U was added to the set list of Destiny's Child's final tour, Destiny Fulfilled, I talked about that, and Loving It in um, 2005, both Beyonce and Kelly Rowland performed the song during their solo tours after Destiny's Child disbandment. A cover of K2U was performed by Usher and Babyface at the 2005 World Music Awards as a tribute to the group due to due to the fact that they were splitting and we will no longer have Destiny Child, though we must have said there's a possibility that Destiny Child would reunite, probably for a tour or I don't know if it's going to be an album, but there they are big rumors. <laughs> Fingers crossed because you know anything that has Beyonce has me going. But let me relax. So yeah, that's what we need to know about the um, what do you call it? Uh, The song. So now I need to talk about. (laughs) some critic a little bit of criticism before i move on to the favorite and least favorite part of the song and today is going to surprise you. so lyrically cater to you talks about females wanting to submissively serve their male love interest i have said this already and um i think it was it was off but Generally, most people agree with it because in the second edition of the book *Introducing Cultural Studies*, the authors argue that the song contains lyrics that objectified women. I agree. Mm-hmm. It also said that it was talking about gender roles, about like things like keep herself up, keep it right, cater to their man. Ugh. Providing him with dinner, you, you know, that could be fine if he's also doing it. Giving him a foot rub if he's also doing it. A manicure. Fetching his sleep. Fetching his slippers. <laughs> Girl, please. that's just so much that's crazy about this album. But, you know, an editor writing in the Times of India found that the theme in uh, catered to You was feminine assertiveness. What the hell was he talking about? He said that the women come off not much as lovers, but as full-service romantic servants." I agree with that the last part, and because it came out of India, you know how they do things. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway. So having said that, this is usually the point where I talk about my favorite and least favorite parts of the song. Every other thing I said you can find on Google, but you know let's get into it in my part, right? So I need to put this curvege though. When the song dropped in 2005, I probably loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm not even going to lie. I was crazy about the song. The entire song was a vibe and honestly, I was a schoolgirl who probably has unpopular puppy love for some guy. <laughs> and at that age, the song was such a beauty. It was awesome. It made me happy. Gave me feelings that I never knew I could feel. However, if the song had dropped today, there is no way on Beyonce's internet that I would like it. Like, hell to the no. Like most of uh, the critics have said, and and I mean the criticism was horrible. It was there. It was like, nah, nobody likes this song. But like most of the critics have said, the song was pandering to men. And this level of subservience is not something I want to Ever do with what I know now, with what I believe now, with now. Uh-uh. So today I'm going to talk about the most cringe-worthy parts of the song instead of my favorite parts. <clears throat> Number one, Beyoncé's part about being purposeless before her man. I like seriously, purposeless without a man. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to move on. The second part, Kelly bending over backwards because of the fear of another woman getting him. And now whatever I'm not fulfilling, another woman is Girl, whether you like it, keep it right, keep it tight, do whatever you want to do. Mm. This man would leave if he wants to leave. I think, thankfully, we are at an era where women are no longer believing that, oh, if a man cheats or he steps out or he walks away, that it's on me. No, it's on him. Negro, go. You know, it hurts. Yes, you deal with the pain, you process it, you walk away. But then you realize you could go to Mount Kilimanjaro and do everything for a man. And if he wants to leave, he wants to leave. It's the same thing with women. You can do, a man can do everything for a woman. And if she wants to live, she wants to leave. Partners, if human beings are intrinsically, I don't want to use the term evil, but that's something that's close, right? So people do what they want to do regardless. Yeah? My third most cringe-worthy part of the song was um, Still Curly. Talking about staying in shape for a man. Remain the same shit. I figure right. Okay, so I know I've done this part. There, I've talked about keeping myself tight, keeping my figure right. Girl, you will change. The older you get, your boobies will droop, your butt wouldn't be so you round and perky and whatnot. You will change, right? So surgery can make you keep it tight for a bit, but you will be a different person. So are you going to kill yourself because of a man? Ugh, no. And my fourth most cringeworthy lyric is Michelle talking about giving her will to a man. Oh. My goodness, like her entire will, I cannot do. Mm-mm. I cannot do. I feel like falling out of my chair right now. Anywho, so as much as these parts were wordy and, and made me unhappy to hear and in today's world i'm like ah, what the hell are you all talking about i have a part that i really like about the song and which i would say would be my most favorite part of the song and it's where beyonce tells her man that he inspires her you inspire me to be better you challenge me for the better sit back and let me pour out my love better so i think the goal should be to have sp- Partners who inspire each other to grow to be better and that cuts across male or female It's something that you know should be the ideal so I don't have a problem with that line Spouses should inspire themselves So I'm taking it in good faith that it's not that he just inspires her and she doesn't inspire him I'm taking it in good faith Anyway, I think Disney Child was bullied into doing this particular song. They've been singing about their independence and being survivors and showing that they were strong women. So it's not unexpected that the one time they sang about women being submissive and subservient, they got awards, they were recognized and they were praised and whatnot. It's that those days were really tricky days and the patriarchy was doing the most. I fell in love with the song when I did because it was expected of women to cater to their men. It was at that point, you know, I didn't have sense. So it was just like, well, it was a regular, it was expected. And so the song was like singing my heart. But I can say... I was still shackled in societal conditioning, and quite frankly, when I hear the song today, I am reminded of my 16 year old self who was a budding woman and one beginning to understand the intricacies of love. So, yes, when I hear the song, it's my 16 year old self that's having the vibe and dancing and feeling oh, good, but you know, not my old self today. <laughs> So my friend asked if I would um, ever do anything in this song because, you know, feminist and whatnot. My response was, yes. But this is conditional. If I, I'm getting the very same energy from the person I'm with, I could give this kind of loving. Like, I would fetch your slippers if you fetch my sli- slippers. I'll give you a rub if you give me a rub. I would cater to you if you cater to me. So it's a two-way street, not a one-way thing and i know i'm supposed to be gangster and whatnot but if you do love someone you and they love you right back i think you would want to please them as much as they please you what i would not stand for is if these things like expected of me because i'm a woman thunder fire you (sighs) regardless Whenever the song comes up, even right now, I will still feel the goosebumps all over my skin and the warm feelings in my belly. The song is, you know, tied to a memory. It's tied to a time. I was carefree. I was happy. I was a baby, you know. And it will still remain a good song for me. Lyrically, I think the song is, meh, nah, I can do. But the vibe is great. It is really, really great. So, I'm going to read the song and 8 over 10 for delivery and because my 16 year old self is rioting i just shot on one of her faves. but that is my opinion have you heard the song what do you think about it share your views in the comment section let's talk about it do you agree with me do you disagree do you want to fight me i'm here for you go on, guy, whatever gender identity you choose And remember that you can suggest a song that you'd like to see reviewed and I will definitely get on it for you. That's about it on this show today. Listen to the end of this podcast to find out ways to contact me. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesday, Thursdays and hopefully it's hard todays at 1.05 p.m. West African time for more of Shades of Us. It's hugs and kisses from Momat. (music) Bye-ya. That's a wrap on today's podcast. Like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us, or you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Media. Tell us any song, album, movie, or series you think will make for a great review by sending an email to shadesofusafrica at gmail.com or a WhatsApp message to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening. Bye.